Obviously, other than just the trend of people coming to me and saying how you know, we we are growing and we want to keep growing, but we also we have this little bug inside of us where if we're also not being efficient and we're not you know, optimizing what we have, then then I don't, we don't feel good about it. Um, and then I completely understand that because all, every business wants to grow and at the same time keep the efficiencies and the balances in order to to do it in a smart way. G'day, I'm Lockie and welcome to D2C Slingshot, a podcast where we interview brand founders and industry experts to help you out on your own journey and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to the D2C Slingshot podcast. Today, I'm joined with Jacob, the co-founder of Chinook. I'm going to butcher that all day long, but you please introduce yourself and your brand. Yeah, of course. So as as you said, then first of all, thank you very much for having me. My name is Jacob Elbaum, co-founder of Shivuk close uh close difference but um yeah so basically what we do is we have a smart spending rewards program so we're essentially helping brands increase their profits through conversion optimization aov optimization and ltv optimization all on their websites yeah cool and this is a massive problem my clients have as well like i'm always consulting on this sort of stuff but i'm not an expert in it which is why i've got you on today just talk about some of the strategies that you've used and yeah there's some pretty amazing case studies on your website as well one that really stood out was where you added 70k in revenue to a shopify store in about a month's worth of work using about three shopify apps so that's a pretty insane case study do you just want to touch straight onto that yeah sure sure so you know, what's what's interesting is that with a lot of the work that I initially started out with, which was purely just focused on conversion optimization, what people don't realize is we all want results tomorrow, right? Or, well, I should say, we all want results yesterday. And, and naturally, those things kind of do take time. And specifically with conversion optimization, as you're doing A-B testing, that is something that really can take, you know, two months, three months even to really see and reap the benefits from. And so I naturally looked for certain ways to just, hey, how can I drive revenue immediately for the clients that I have and for new clients? And as a result, I happened to find and come across certain apps and, you know, to, to which I've eventually built partnerships with. And so to, to give a, a glimpse of that, it's a mix of some post-purchase upsells and some pre-purchase upsells and just kind of integrating things in, into a brand which feels very uh, organic and native. Yeah. Is there like, is there a reason why brand owners don't know of these apps already? Is it just like a time factor? Like I find apps extremely easy to use and implement, but brand owners just don't seem to know how to do it. Yeah. So there's obviously many different sizes of e-commerce brands and there's the, the solo brand that does hundreds of thousands a month, two millions a month to the, you know, you have the exact same brand, but there's a team of a hundred people. So it, it, there's so many different kinds. I, I think really what it is mostly is that it's a bandwidth issue. That's what I've seen most um, from the perspective of, I didn't have the time to even realize that this was a thing and I don't have the time to implement it even if I knew it was a thing. So naturally cool that you're bringing to this tape to the table. Um, I would say that's, that's the most of it. Other than the fact that until recently, as you know, too, the main focus for every e-commerce brand was just acquisition, acquisition, acquisition of traffic. Whereas now it's starting, there's, there's a bit of a shift right now towards, you know, how do we generate more profits or become more efficient as well?
Yeah, especially because I'm a Facebook advertiser. So especially since like AI has been starting to roll out, Facebook's really ramping that up with the Advantage Plus campaigns, Google with their PMAX campaigns, like my job's almost becoming redundant. And I'm finding myself consulting on say AOV uh, increases, conversion rate increases, that sort of thing on a day-to-day basis to try to get uh, like profitable ads to start with, but then also keeping those customers for a longer period of time as well. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. And, um, there, you know, there's even, there, there are even things that could be done on lifetime value, which is, so just in general, any e-commerce brand, really the, the key metric that they really need to be paying attention to is their lifetime value. It's like the one thing, like I would say only the brands that are at the highest levels tend to really look at it that way. But essentially, unless you have a subscription brand, of course, that's really the only metric you're ever looking at. Uh, and if you're aware of your lifetime value of, of that customer, so like if that one customer is acquired today, what's their cohort? Uh, you know, what, what is the actual amount of money they're going to spend over the next 12 months? And understanding that, then of course, as you know, as a Facebook advertiser allows you to then spend more in theory to acquire that customer. And if you could just, you know, increase that by 10, 15, 20% with, you know, AOV boost or conversion rate boost, you know, it's, it's just the cherry on top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Honestly, if you can say maybe your target CAC is say $30 on Facebook ads and they're only spending $120 on that first time purchase. So you have to hit that $30 mark to produce a four times ROAS. But if you actually work out your lifetime value and they're coming back to purchase three times, I mean, you can spend three times the amount. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. And this is what the bigger brands yeah. understand compared to you smaller guys that are starting out. And cash flow yeah. does become an issue, obviously. Of course. That's very hard. Uh, but yeah, also the other side of that coin is conversion rate. So what what are some of the things you're doing at the moment to increase conversion rates? I had one with a client the other day where they had the buy now button and the add to cart button right next to each other uh, below the product. And all we did was increase the size of the add to cart button and that increased their conversion rate by 20% overnight. <laughs> It's like you would think just clicking the buy button would actually have a better conversion rate, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah. So I, I for a very long time, was kind of like morally against this concept of taking the button and changing the color or changing because amongst the CRO community, that's not really accepted as like a as like a test that you can run as something that you can actually it's not accepted because it's it's seemingly oh this is like a cheap win it's like a cheap change in reality it's all human psychology that's really what conversion rate optimization is and really understanding what is it that makes the person want to buy so or or what they want to buy or what just kind of nudges them to buy or what creates that you know that urgency or the scarcity if the i think that the really the, one of the best tips that i can give someone who just knows nothing about this is to actually, there's a great video by Alex Hermosi talking literally about e-commerce brands. And I think he talks about conversion rate or I just took it to that place. He defines this and, and I, I, it's just such a great breakdown. He defines it as like every customer, every uh, visitor comes to the site with some sort of dream outcome. And of course, every single visitor that comes to the site, they have a different different dream outcome based on their persona and the different types of value propositions they're looking for. And if you can kind of start off by just testing this dream outcome versus this dream outcome in your copy, 
So like if that's a product page, you might want to put copy on the actual image. You might want to change your titles up even of your product. You might want to change the, the like the USPs or the description to speak to that particular persona so that you can kind of understand, okay, what angle? If I were to just go all in on one particular you know, dream outcome I'm solving, which one is the most impactful? Not because you're going to only focus on that one, but just so you start to understand, okay, this is the one that, you know, people tend to buy more when I'm talking about this. And they also talk, but tend to buy more when I talk about this. So maybe I have to combine that into some kind of like unique message. Uh, I would say that that is one of the, the key things that I see. But um, yeah, to, to answer also your question, some, uh, some of the stuff I've seen, I mean, I ran a recent test, which was very, very successful, where the, the brand initially had uh, like they had a, a bundled product page. So they had it was like a face cream. And they were selling uh, like a one pack, a two pack, and a three pack. And basically, on each of these individual one, two, three packs, like a variance, you were able to click add to cart. And then once you click add to cart, you'd basically get to the cart. What I suggested to them to do instead is to basically remove the add to cart button from those one, two, and three, have one add to cart button below that. Instead, have each of the one, two, three just have like a radio button. So it's basically you're selecting which one and then clicking add to cart. However, the kicker is that the, the radio button was pre-selected on the one that we wanted them to buy, which was always the largest variant, the largest bundle. Yeah. And so naturally got a lot more people who are actually, so first of all, the, the AOV went up a lot and also the conversion rate went up too, because we're also making it a much easier process. All you have to do now is press add to cart. Like you don't really need to think about which one do I want? You can just simply say, I just want to add to cart. I'm interested. Let me just add to cart. Yeah, for sure. And that makes perfect sense for me because I'm the laziest shopper going around. Whenever I'm shopping for, say, clothes or something, I'll buy like a pack of, pack of seven T-shirts because I don't want to go and have to find the colors individually or the styles individually. <laughs> I'm like the laziest shopper going around. And that just makes it easy for me because I don't want to spend like two hours going through a website trying to find the products that I want. So yeah, I love, I love bundles. I reckon they're the best things ever. Yeah. I mean, especially if you can save on it. I think this is a, this is very, it's interesting that you brought that up specifically because I was looking into yesterday night, I was actually looking into Subway, the, the huge sandwich franchise. And first of all, Subway is famous for upsells and their strategy to upsell and bundling. And, you know, you want a cookie with your drink or, you know, do you want to, you have a combo deal and like this, you know, these different deals that they put together. And what you just expressed was, because there was some sort of bundle, it made it easier for you to buy. And you're also probably more likely to go back to them because that's just an easy process. You, you actually appreciate the added value that they've given you by making it simple. And I always spend more than I and you spend more. thought. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and I say this because a lot of brands are concerned about discounting to that, which like could potentially decrease their perceived value. But in reality, you're actually just making a useful experience. And a lot of times the customers are going to appreciate you for that. It's not discount. I mean, look at Subway. I think they, they grew pretty nicely. So that's a great example of it doesn't really, it doesn't matter. It's not something that's going to hold your business back. If anything, it's just going to, you know, you'll make more money, but also your customers will probably be happier because you've given them a better experience.
Yeah, and it all comes back to that user experience and lifetime value. If you can get somebody, give them a good experience, even if it's just like the unboxing instead of those ugly Amazon boxes, even though I still get back to them all the time. Uh, But when I do get a good like brand unboxing experience, say like Manscaped or something like that, uh, yeah, I'm much more likely to buy from them again because they've given me that experience and I remember them for it. Definitely. Absolutely. Which is why if you are a large brand and you are focused on LTV, which that's exactly why you should probably pay someone to who's some kind of expert. I don't even know if this person exists. If not, it's a great opportunity to basically be the un, the unboxing strategist where, you know, they just get, I'm going to order from you, send it to me and I'm going to look through it. And I'm going to say, oh, this, you know, this could be better. This could be better. How do I drive people back to the website? How do I drive people to purchase more? Because just like we're talking about LTV is really what it's all about. Oh, well, as I said earlier, media buying's dying because of AI, so maybe I'll go jump on that train. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cool. So what are some common mistakes e-commerce brands are making at the moment? One of them is obviously not bundling their products. Uh, What are some other common ones that you see? Yeah, um, that's a a good question. I see it tends to be in each vertical tends to have like their relevant mistakes there. Um, the, I would say if I were to kind of give some more higher arching ones, I definitely see a lot of product pages that are missing key information around shipping delivery times. What are the, op- like, what are the return options? And it just, you know, they'll oftentimes when I bring those types of things up, the, the brand owner or whoever works on the website will say, oh, well, I have that information in the policy. Well, yeah, but who wants to go and try to find the policy on your website and wants to waste the time doing that? So I always encourage people that for the key information, like like shipping or pricing, depending on what that is for that particular vertical and that brand and the product, anything important, emphasize it a lot. Don't don't feel like it's like there's no limit to how much to overemphasize it. I have a, a brand. I'll give a great example of this. There was a, a brand that I did work on, actually one of the first brands I did work on, where they had a section of their accordion, you know, under the description and under their unique selling propositions, they had the section that said shipping and returns. And then at the bottom of the page, they had an FAQ section where they talked about shipping and returns and their announcement banner at the way top, they had a section that had something which is like free shipping or return, whatever it was. And I noticed in, I ran a survey for, for that brand in particular. And I noticed a lot of people talking about concerns around shipping and delivery. And so like, it's like, okay, well, maybe we have to add more clarity. Maybe even though it's, you know, plat- yeah. plastered all over the place, people are still missing it or, you know, they're, they're not getting to the point, you know, maybe they just don't have patience to, to go search around. So what, what I did there was I added below the add to cart button, I added a little hyperlink that said shipping and delivery. I think it's like shipping and delivery questions, or I don't remember what the yeah. exact phrasing. When you clicked on it, it then opened up a little pop-up with three of the most important FAQs around shipping and delivery. So just very much right in their face. But more importantly, that hyperlink of text is right below the cart button. So you cannot miss it. And so it was just an easy way to funnel people towards that information that they were probably looking for anyways. And that was like a 40% uplift. That was like a massive test. I don't even know how it had such an impact. 
Yeah, for sure. And I don't know how many times I've gone to a website and had to go looking for the shipping information. And it's so annoying, especially around like Christmas time or Mother's Day or Father's yes, Day, yes. like those big sale events. And you're like, you've left it to the last minute, obviously. And you're trying to find the shipping information. It's just so hard. So you end up going to a different website and end up wasting two hours trying to look for shipping. That's because attention spans are just gone like that, especially totally. since the introduction of TikTok. That's true. That's true. I know, all social media as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what are some current trends that you're seeing in the space? Yeah. So obviously other than just the trend of people coming to me and saying how you know, we, we are growing and we want to keep growing, but we also, we have this little bug inside of us where if we're also not being efficient, and we're not you know, optimizing what we have, then, then I don't, we don't feel good about it. Um, and then I completely understand that because all, every business wants to grow and at the same time, keep the efficiencies and the balances in order to, to do it in a smart way. So there, there's that in general. Uh, other than that, the key trends, that's, a, that's definitely a good question. I would say I'm seeing a lot of brands do that. What we just talked about earlier with that bundling, that, that's something that's become very, very hot. So this concept of depending on what type of product it is, especially for consumable products, skincare or hair care, you know, health and wellness, mostly supplements, definitely, you know, not just having like an add to cart and like a single purchase, but having some sort of bundle. Uh, another thing that you'll see amongst the, the big, big, big brands, uh, this is a bit difficult to implement, but really thinking through your entire customer journey from top of funnel all the way to making the purchase and really having landing pages that are uniquely designed to cater to the, toward that specific part of the journey. So really thinking through your marketing and also the, the digital and the entire digital experience from that funnel perspective and saying, okay, at this point, this is the type of offer that this person needs to, to, needs to have, or at this point, all they need to get is education about what it is that we do and why we're special. Then after that, you know, they're going to come back and, you know, they're going to get this offer because it's now now that they know something now they're more interested etc cetera, etc cetera. so I'm, I'm seeing more of that implemented and definitely a lot more brands also coming to me about landing pages and I, I, the, the, I think the key thing here is how do we still acquire more customers but just do it more effectively that's really what people are are coming at because as you know Facebook ad, even with you know AI with even with these new things it's still quite expensive. And obviously the easier it is to set up a campaign, the more expensive it gets, there's more competition, you know, yeah. you know, you know, the drill. <laughs> yeah. Cost to advertise is rising year on year. So the more efficient you can become, the better off you got to be. And I've had brands come to me and say, Hey, Lockie, can we spend an extra 20 grand this month? And I'm like, Oh, your conversion rates sitting like 1.8, 2.2. It's like, we should probably do some things around this. Say if you invest that, maybe let's split it 50, 50, do 10 grand in CRO work and 10 grand extra budget. And let's see the difference because that extra 10 grand that you spend on CRO is probably going to last you the next six to 12 months anyway. And you got to reap those benefits on every other single dollar that you spend after that work is being completed. So yeah, yeah, I'm always saying that to brands that throw, Hey, like I want to increase my revenue and go for this big goal. And I'm like, okay, let's just step it back a sec. Let's do some more work on the website. And that's probably bad on my behalf because I'd love to get those bigger case studies, but right, I know right, if course. I work with them over a longer period of time, it's eventually going to come. 
That's true. That's true. I, I, you know, one of the things that, that disturbs me most is I'm talking to a, a prospect and they're considering making the investment. And then they talk about, oh, you know, I'm not so sure. Or, you know, my budget, I want to put more budget into, I don't know, to creatives or to spend, or, you know, just growing through Facebook ads or whatnot. And it's like, we're talking about, you know, just like you said, we're talking about them trying to spend an extra 10 grand on, on acquiring more traffic when, you know, hey, maybe just stop for a moment. Let, let's let's make this a little bit better so every single dollar then spent will be more efficient, and then go back and spend the same amount of money you wanted to spend before. And yeah, some some brands just I think they get it, but there's just uh, yeah, you know something the, just doesn't click. I think for clients that yeah. have come to me, I think it's they are already like they already trust the paid advertising side of things and that's working they don't have True. to put any effort into it because we're managing it anyway but if they spend that extra ten thousand dollars they have to go through another agency they're gonna to have to go through another onboarding it's going to take another three months to go through all those changes to then see the results whereas they could just spend 10 grand over the next month and see those results almost tomorrow uh, so maybe exactly. that's a bit of a barrier Exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, I had definitely my heart goes out to a lot of brand owners as well, because obviously, it's easy to get burned by agencies and have that kind of skepticism and have that, you know, concern about the experience. Um, I try to model every single deal I have to make it an obvious, easy, no brainer, but it's, yeah. you know, naturally, there's still concerns that sometimes come up and that is what it is. Yeah, for sure. So speaking about all these changes, these small incremental changes, how do you decide between doing that or building a completely new website? Yeah, so that, that's a that's a very very solid question. The que so it really the answer is in is in two different areas. Is for so what's their existing conversion rate, and so if it's something which is considered to be based off their AOV, based off their vertical, if it's something to be considered extremely low, then there's a question of is the reason because they're is the reason their conversion rate is very low is that because the traffic is just maybe really, really low quality. They don't know how to target traffic. Are they doing Are they doing the media buying internally? Do they have an agency? And then if they have an agency, is that an agency which is like reputable or is that like a freelancer on Upwork they're paying like $200 a month to manage? And, you know, like the, these are the types of the things that I might be looking at and might be asking just so that I can understand where does it really make sense to, to push. Before I got started in all of this, I was a growth marketer. So I really do come from a marketing background and just kind of like, where's the biggest opportunity for growth for this business? And I still take that with me today when I talk to, to clients. Um, to answer then the second piece of this, if I don't feel like it's a traffic problem, and I really do think just the website is just under, underperforming, it's usually something I can also notice visually. I can look at the website and I can kind of scroll through and I say, wow, this either looks very template-y or it just does not get the message across whatsoever and what they're trying to do. Or, you know, where's the value propositions or where's the personification or just this is a, a mumbo jumbo. I, I don't even understand what's going on here. And when I see that, then it's like an obvious, okay, look, I, I would love to just, you know, help make like little improvements. I always tell people, I, I use the analogy of a house it's either a teardown of a house or it's to basically, you know, make, make some improvements in the house and make some construct and do some construction. So I look for, you know, where does it make more sense to what is, you know, also when you're selling a house, you know, where does it make more sense so that you can basically optimize the value of that house? Um, and yeah. the same thing goes with the brand. Yeah. I like that analogy. I think that's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> What about some of the apps that you're currently using within your business? I know you uh, said before that you're partnering with a few of them at the moment. What are say your three top apps that are helping you the most at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, so 
so I'm, I'm I'll, I'll share it. And uh, I would say this is this is a very, very valuable information that I'm sharing. I'm just going to preface with that because I usually don't talk about the specific apps because it's almost like part of the secret sauce. So so you're very lucky. <laughs> and um, the, the first one is absolutely an app called Reconvert. There are different variations that could be uh, used there, but it's an app called Reconvert. And they're focused on post-purchase upsells. Oops, sorry about that. And uh, in that case, it's all about looking at the type of product they're selling. So if, let's say, the products that do really, really well there are going to be, again, like I said earlier, consumable brands. So skincare, hair care. Imagine someone is just finishing a purchase. They make the purchase. They do the transaction. Then they get another offer for buy another one for an extra 30% off. The yeah. the opt-in rate towards that is very, very high. And you can usually offer, you know, you can make additional offers. You can even optimize the thank you page so that when they keep coming back to check their order, they're constantly seeing new offers. You could even, you know, optimize that further. And if there's a special holiday, you can make the thank you page around that. You can make your offer around that. There's a lot you can do. And that's, that's reconvert. Another app that is very, that I've seen work very, very well is there's an app called Order Protect, and that's basically a shop, a shipping insurance and protection app. There, are, I've seen actually a lot of variations come out since I started working with Order Protect, and she's actually a brand owner herself who created Order Protect out of out of the uh, out of the necessity because they're similar apps, but they take a heavy amount of the revenue. And so Order Protect is essentially how does the brand actually retain a lot of the the, the revenue? And this is basically when you're Let's say it's a cart drawer. You click add to cart. The cart drawer opens. Then there's some kind of little widget towards the bottom near the checkout, which is toggled on by default, which says, you know, protect your order for an extra four dollars, for example. Yeah. It's there's there's like a you know a, a scale for that. Uh, I, I've had a lot of brands also concerned. It's like, oh, you know, people and people in the U.S. expect that my pro that the product will arrive safely. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with you that they expect that. It doesn't mean that. You know, you can't offer some extra protection because there are there are lost in transit. I've seen, yeah. I've I see the orders on on my clients' stores. I see that you know have, they have to send refunds and whatnot. So so you know if you're already going to be doing it, you might as well add some protection to it. You kind of like add some buffer for yourself. So uh, that's the second app and the third one. And this one's a new one. Um, I'm even I'm even wondering if it makes sense to mention it because I have a very close relationship with them is it's an app called, no, no, I'll, I'll do it. I think it's really, really valuable and I would love to help them grow too. It's an app called Subscribefy. And it's basically, in my opinion, going to take down Recharge, maybe in a different way. I know there's also a newer app called Loop, which is also for subscriptions that I'm personally not that familiar with. With Subscribefy, it's less about product subscriptions and more about digital subscriptions. And I think that's really the future when it comes to improving the LTV, improving the MRR for a business. And ultimately a lot of brand owners, what do they want to do? Why do they start a brand? It's because they see some kind of like long, long-term exit plan or they have some kind of exit strategy. And a lot of the times investors are going to be looking at what's the MRR, how much money is this, is this company making on a, on a monthly basis? And if they have to constantly spend money in order to make money, Obviously, like there's that has some kind of impact on the investment they're going to make. But if there's some sort of subscription, especially a digital subscription, which isn't even about the products themselves, very valuable, very very valuable. Yeah, Amazon gets me once a year, every year. That's like I have to cancel it. I just forget about go. it, and it recharges exactly. me every year. And I'm like, oh, there goes hundred bucks. 
Yeah, exactly. And they're obviously on the on the volume game. They have you know every single customer, every single person in the world, or person, let's say, in, in you know places where people can afford it. Every single one of them is a potential customer. And e-commerce, e-commerce brands, obviously, that's more you, know, like you sell for a certain customer. It's limited, so you have to kind of. What I'm trying to say here is that when you're thinking through what do I offer my digital subscription, you need to be a little bit more clever and, uh, you know, think through and strategize more than just you know two day free shipping, which is what Amazon does, uh, and that's simply because yeah they they have such a large audience where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also hate the little um, shipping protection one. I, I've started to see it more and more, and I click it off yeah. every time personally. I'm like, no, these dogs aren't getting two dollars from me. But it's probably a good thing. And I know, like, a, do you know about the opt-in rates at all uh, for, for those little extra charges on the shipping? One protection? of my clients has has a fifty percent opt-in rate. Fifty percent, yeah. So that's like an yeah. e- extra four or five dollars they're making on every single order, hey? Yeah, yeah. I even have a uh, a brand that I'm working with that has they have kind of a um, they have an interesting product. I won't get into the details, but it's kind of a, something that you would want shipped to you discreetly. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and I even added uh, we added a in their car drawer we added like a little uh, ex- extra discreet shipping option. I think it's like nine ninety nine. The opt-in rate on that is, is like. 70 percent it's like extra 10 bucks going to their pocket minus whatever the costs are to provide that extra discrete shipping which by the way i i do think that these things have to be provided it's not just it should not all be fluff um, in other words you should not have order protection as an option and then when someone comes to as a customer makes a complaint to, to be a you know not a nice person and not not to give them what they deserve oftentimes the couriers anyways care cover that that anyways regardless um so so yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's some absolute value bombs, uh, but unfortunately we're running out of time today. Do you have any last words at all? Uh, any last words? I would say, you know, if, if you think that you have an opportunity to increase your conversion rate, average order value, or your LTV, and, you know, hopefully some of these things helped you and you start to see something from it, then obviously, you know, at any point, just keep researching, keep looking for more opportunities that are similar because these, this, these apps are out there. These implementations are out there. Sometimes you might have to do some custom development to make these things work. It's worth it. The, the larger your brand is, the more benefits and the more you know profits you reap from it. So just, just stay open and think about it and don't shut your mind off to doing something before you actually try it and see the impact. Yeah, the grind never stops with these things. Hey? <laughs> there's always something <laughs> to be working on and improving. Always. And with the AI, there's new things that are coming out, new opportunities, personalization. You know, all these things help. All these things help. Yeah, cool. Well, we might have to do a, uh, episode number two for this one. I, I, I think this was extremely valuable and I loved having you on and thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Thanks. Cool, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all done uh, for that one. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I really enjoyed that one and I think there's a lot of value in there and it should be pretty good for some short form clips as well. Sweet. Awesome. 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 How did, how did you find that one? Yeah, I felt it was really good. It came in a good timing. I'm, I'm like really, I have a lot of motivation right now for the stuff that I'm working on. I, I'm working on a very, very interesting model. Actually, I, I didn't look too much into your bio uh, beforehand, but I, I didn't even realize that you were doing Facebook ads. I thought you were just really podcasting and like you were more on the content game. Uh, yeah. Like, because there was someone else that that I did this with. That's like they just do podcasting. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So. 
I right now, I, like the best I could do is is offer. So like I I have basically something that I'm testing out right now. It's a completely new program, and it's actually for agencies, where it's basically like a you don't you don't pay anything, but you integrate what I know how to do into your existing clients, almost as like a way for you to earn more and for me to earn more. And it like the stuff is easy to implement, huge opportunity. Same shit I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And um, basically, I come and help you strategize a pitch around and help you sell it. I can even do the sale for you. And essentially, we're, we're sharing some of the, 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 the re, re, sharing some of the profits. It's also all performance based. So like, you don't pay anything, the client doesn't pay anything. Yeah, it's exactly no brainer, no brainer. So yeah, if yeah. you're interested in it, I like we could talk more about it. Like right now, there's I am putting people only on a wait list because I'm I'm still testing out the program with a few betas. But like, yep. yeah, like if you're down, I'm, I think that'd be cool. Also, yeah, yeah, pretty much every client ever needs this sort of service. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 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 I'm currently um, I'm using um, Dylan Anter or something uh, Heatmap.com. Have you seen his stuff? Oh yeah, uh, someone else mentioned that to me. I, I don't even know about that heatmap.com. What what are they? What's the special thing? What, what's like special about heatmap.com beyond just having heatmaps? Uh, it's just a heatmap. I think it's like Hotjar. So they just track uh, user mouse on the website and then just see what people are clicking on the revenue per click for every button on the website. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing that for one client and that's working pretty well. We just implemented some changes last week for that, but yeah, I'm always open to that sort of stuff. So yeah, probably check out some of his stuff as well. You might be able to, I don't know, funnel hack his offer or whatever, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm finding it really helpful and the client's liking it too, because it's something that I've been telling him for quite a while because I've been working with him for over 12 months now. But I think since it's coming from another voice and it's a bit more data backed as well, then he's more willing to make those changes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, people, it's easier for them to, to make changes when they see when someone specifically telling them about, oh, this is an issue. And, you know, like when they see a heat map, yeah, data's there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then pretty much for me, yeah, I've been running Facebook ads for four years now. So yeah, we just work with e-com clients and yeah, maybe mainly mums and bubs brands. Funnily enough, I don't have a kid or anything, oh. <laughs> but oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah, just, um, just one of the first clients who got, got insane results for referred out to a couple others and then yeah, just mums and bubs brands. And I find them super easy to sell because mums will just buy anything for their of kids. Course. Well, can you give me an example of, uh, of like a couple, a couple of products? Yeah, I do. Uh, can you give an example of a couple of products that like are sold in these various stores? Yeah. So, uh, baby play mats, uh, return, like nursery furniture, we got kids clothing, pretty much like any baby product. I sold this little bit of plastic on the bottom of a high chair that catches all the food, which did extremely well. Um, like I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is this? And then they ended up doing like $3.4 million in sales in 18 months. Oh, wow. So, um, wow. Yeah, that that absolutely ripped. And it was just like a little bit of plastic that saved That's parents' hilarious. backs and times. Uh, so that was a really good one. Um, yeah, breast pumps, like all sorts of stuff. And where are your clients primarily in, in Australia or no? Yeah, primarily in Australia, but we work with a couple in the US and Canada as well. Got it. I got it. Um, yeah, let me let me know if, if you want to like get get into the the weeds on some more of the specifics. I'd, I'd be 
it'd be really cool. It's just a way to monetize, capitalize on, on your relationships, but also add value to them, increase your like LTV and all that. It's just good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one in mind at the moment because I've been trying to push her to do something better <laughs> conversion yeah. rate. Like it, it sits at like, um, like between 1.2 to like four when like there's a collection launch and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But I think she could do a lot better. So I'll probably mention your stuff again, uh, your stuff to her, um, and try to get her to do something. Uh, do you have like a pitch deck or anything that you've put together or is it just your website at the moment? Yeah, I know right now it's really just the, the website. I actually, I, I like purposely try to stay away from, from like decks and presentations Socials and just make, and, yeah, I tried, yeah, to, no, I tried to do a no, bit socials of digging on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't find too no, much. No, no I, I, don't, I don't get too much. I mean, like I personally don't use any social, I don't use it for anything other than business. I, I have no, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it could be, could be interesting. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, uh, if it makes sense to like, for would you prefer in theory, like, would you prefer like this particular person? Would you prefer almost like just referring someone out or would you prefer to like, if you had the option to kind of more like white label and, and be like, yeah, we have someone on our team who focuses on this now and you know, they can help you. Would that be like, what would you prefer more? I prefer referring out, but I think because that's easier and less work for me and it doesn't sort of fall back on me if it doesn't work. But from the client's perspective, yeah. I, I don't particularly like introducing new people because then the For client sure. be like, oh, you need outside advice. You can't do your job properly, you blah, blah, blah. And then you got to add this other person or other agency in. Um, but I'd prefer, yeah, from the client side, I prefer to just say we have somebody in-house because uh, that's nice and easy. And then, yeah, there's no cost. Did that make sense? Yeah, 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 and yeah, because what I'm saying, what I'm thinking is a potential, like, like actually, like that's basically what I'm doing for these other agencies. Is I'm coming in as like a white label partner of, you know, I'm gonna help yeah. you sell it. I'm gonna help you execute it under your brand. Uh, but if, but Just I understand, like, like, yeah, an internal contractor sort of thing for us, and we introduce you, be like, hey, this guy's helping us out. Do you want us to start working on it, sort of thing? Yeah, or just I, I don't know what your relationship is like with these people, but from from the conversations I've had with the other agencies uh, and like the way to pitch it is like not even saying contractor, just saying hey, we have you know Jacob is yeah. we have a, a like one of our team members. He's a very like a very very special like a special ops team member, and he you know has noticed some opportunities that we want to talk to you about. And yeah. like I said, it's a performance it's a performance only no brainer offer. So it's like it's it's yeah. quite easy to get people on board and to give it a try. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there you have it. Unfortunately, this is the end of the episode, but if you're looking for more, be sure to find more episodes on the platform you're viewing on or head over to Instagram to find tons of valuable clips.